Hello and welcome to the GX video series and podcast. We're here at the World Government Summit and we have a lot of amazing, interesting things happening. One of them being the GX or the Government Experience Forum that's taking place uh, on the sidelines and within uh, the broader World Government Summit. Um, ENY is a knowledge partner of the GX um, the forum that's taking place. And I have with me Mohamed Sir, who is partner at ENYU. And I want to ask you all about the forum that's taking place this year. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So tell us about the forum. The forum has come a long, uh, long way from its beginnings a few years ago. And this year is a record number of participants segregated into different, um, you know, different areas of, of impact. Help us understand what's going on. So in general, um, the theme obviously is about government services. And how do we look at government services with everything changing around us? As you know, technology is moving at pace. We see um, the expectations of citizens uh, changing all the time. We see a lot more empowerment of citizens. So all of these topics and what do you mean? We try to bring them through the forum, have a discussion with different panels. One of them, for example, the one which I'm going to be um, moderating is on identity. Mm -hmm. So talking about what does this mean? What right. does identity specifically mean for us in the age we are living in? How are different governments around the world tackling yeah. the identity challenge? We see different approaches, different methodologies. So that's one of them on um, the concept of actually services themselves. How are we looking at evolving the services so that the delivery of services can improve? Uh, we are looking at exploring how data analytics is going to play a role in um, uh, moving forward. It's already doing, as you know, mm -hmm. um, a huge amount of uh, drive towards governments becoming more data-driven. Yep. So that will be another uh, area of focus for one of the panels to explore the different facets of what does that mean for mm -hmm. governments around the world. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, across all the, all the panels that are taking place here, uh, and the 35 participants, where we have um, most of them uh, interviewing with us and telling us about their work. Um, and uh, I want to ask you a little bit more about the region, since you're very deeply uh, involved in uh, within the regional, uh, you know, developments and and government service delivery and how that's evolving. Uh, what has been happening in the region post COVID? Right, yeah. COVID was a, a little bit of a showstopper for some time. Uh, where Government services actually accelerated in many countries, but help us understand kind of where we were and where we are now. So I think um, post-COVID, uh, we have this kind of marker now right in our lives. We <laughs> always think about post-COVID and, and uh, uh, after COVID. So, uh, sorry, pre-COVID and yeah. after COVID. So if we think about pre-COVID, I would say still this region, um, considering having exposure to different parts of the world was still moving ahead quite fast in how to embrace digital technologies. Mm -hmm. So that base was there already, which meant when COVID came and it required the governments to quickly move to a new way of working, it wasn't as challenging as we've seen in certain yeah. parts of the world mm -hmm. because we had the fundamental base in place and the not just the base, but also the the uh, motivation to look at embracing um, these emerging technologies much higher 
in at least what I have experienced. So that put us in a good position. And during COVID, as uh, we all know, uh, pretty much everything went to a, either a 100% virtual way of working and delivering services or uh, trying to experiment with that or some kind of hybrid. Post-COVID, uh, what we have seen, and I'm personally witnessing, is an acceleration of um, uh, embracing these technologies. Yep. So I think the learnings that came from, uh, from the COVID era has actually given uh, a focus, a spotlight on saying that we really need to be resilient as, mm -hmm. as governments. We need to have different ways of being able to deal with situations, crises that come um, in our life. And that's one of the things that I'm seeing a lot. Yeah. Uh, particularly, and we can talk about this, I'm seeing a huge interest in trying to answer the question of how the metaverse is going to actually yeah. potentially be leveraged by governments around this region. That I don't see uh, at the same level of interest uh, anywhere else in the world. Mm. Everyone I talked to, um, even last night, I was uh, having dinner with a few people from different parts of the world, and they're saying, what, what are you talking about metaverse? You know, that's way, way, way uh, behind in our agenda to think about service delivery, yeah. whilst here there's already a movement towards that. Yeah. Prototypes are happening. People are trying to experiment with it. Right, right, absolutely. And I think that's the nature of the world. Uh, these digital transformation journeys are in some places really far ahead and in some places they're, they're just there's a struggle to even enable basic services. Um, even, you know, speaking about the Middle East, uh, you've had uh, the, the UAE generally uh, really uh, at a kind of a front runner position when it came to digitization, uh, digital identity. Uh, the Emirates ID has been out for many, many, many years. Service centers, yes, provide digital gov uh, government services, but then they're all online as well. And there's hundreds of services that are available to be, to be, to be uh, leveraged online. Uh, there are multiple apps, including the mystery shopping app, the Hosen, the there's so many of them that help you know a citizen or a resident or a person have that personalized one-on-one um, -on -one with government with very less friction. I mean, sitting at home, you can do, be doing whatever. Uh, similar journeys in Saudi Arabia, as an example. Great market. Uh, they came up with their pandemic app, Tawakalna, at, during the time of the pandemic. But now, post-pandemic, they are launching all their government services on that app. It's now a tool for general government services. So that's a great acceleration just to support what you Absolutely. were saying, that we're seeing that it's no longer you know, control, but it's growth. How do we just expand and grow on this? Uh, I think there's some, there's some challenges though, regionally maybe, uh, globally maybe, when it comes to governments not being able to run as fast. And I think it's just probably, is it political instability? Is it regional? Is it global economics? What, what, what are some of the factors? Uh, the number one factor, and I can, I can speak of this having worked in government started my career in the UK, uh, civil, civil service as a career public servant. Mm. And I, I can always relate back to this one challenge, which is the ability for public servants to take risk is very low. Mm. Because you're dealing with public sector, uh, public money, uh, you have to be as transparent as 
um, open as possible, decision making. Uh, so these kind of things actually lead to a lot of checks and balances, which slows down the whole process. Yeah. In the private sector, you know, if uh, there is governance, of course, but the ability to move forward and experiment with things is a lot higher. Yeah. Failure, for example, is not ex is accepted within government as readily as it is in the private mm. sector. So that's one of the, the challenges, which means the procurement process itself yeah. is so uh, arcade and old in terms of how it, it works. It doesn't really fit right, in my opinion, uh, this is my personal opinion, that it doesn't fit right for the age we are living in. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you want to experiment with emerging technologies, it requires you to um, be fast, be able to deal with yeah. small, maybe even startups. Yeah. And the process for even doing work with government doesn't enable these cutting edge startup companies to be able to work with them unless you put some kind of framework and program in place. Yeah. Some governments have experimenting with, with, experimented with that. The other challenge I would say is, if you take a step back and think about um, who are we trying to serve? And you just mentioned how many apps and applications and platforms do we have to deal with as a citizen? Mm -hmm. I can tell you without naming a country in this region, uh, did an analysis of how many channels existed for one citizen to remember mm -hmm. and be able to interact with was over 1,500 channels mm -hmm. with one government. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, if you take a step back and you think, what is the problem that we're not solving for? Mm. And for me, that problem is we are not putting truly the citizen in the center and thinking of a citizen and saying, I want to manage the life cycle of a citizen from birth to grave. Yeah. How can I do that? How can I manage those different yeah. stages of life yeah. in a way that will give you the best experience possible? And technology and business models then become um, a enabling part of what you want to achieve as a vision. Yeah. So that, um, I still feel there is a bit of disconnect between the intent and vision is there mm -hmm. for sure, but in terms of how it's being implemented, I think there is a bit of gap. And it's not about this region, sure. it's globally. Yeah, yeah. You know, just imagine if there was one cross-cutting entity that actually took ownership of your life experience yeah. and said, I'm going to design the best possible life experience for my citizens, yeah. for my residents, yeah. for my visitors, and I'm going to then enable that through the different elements of government and cut across the these kind of like a, the uh, the uh, siloed layers that we have yeah. in government. So yeah. that's one of the things I think if we can crack it, yeah. um, we will leapfrog in terms of the experience. Yeah, uh, you know the world right now is also battling a lot of challenges in terms of. Uh, uh, natural disasters, you have refugee crises, you have uh, you know, wars, uh, many, many events are shaping the world as of right now. And I, I think it's just difficult for everybody across the world to speak the same language when it comes to government service delivery because they're all dealing with different situations, right? They're kind of maybe at a different uh, point in the journey of, of being where they are. Uh, that's kind of one side. Uh, advanced countries, if you will, if you can call them advanced countries, uh, mature countries that have maturity in terms of markets, the US, Canada, I am personally a resident of both of those countries and we lack many services mm. there. Things are not, you know, in the metaverse there. They're not. Uh, and it's a challenge, you know. Mm. I sometimes have to walk into a government service center 
to renew something or to do something. So it's not, the grass is not always green on the other side. Uh, that's what I feel. Perhaps it's bureaucracy. Perhaps it's leadership. I don't know what the reasons are, many reasons. I do find the region here, uh, the UAE, of course, uh, it, it has always been chasing big goals, right? Let's do this in a massive way, and that somehow has created the UAE as it is right now. Yeah, I think uh, what, what you kind of put in your finger on is their vision to innovate. And that's where I think the UAE and the other countries, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, uh, Kuwait, all of these countries, GCC countries, and even now we're seeing a lot of this mindset yeah. uh, even come about within uh, some of the, the more challenged, I would say from an uh, economic perspective like Jordan and Egypt, you're seeing this big shift towards how do we innovate. So innovation is becoming the central theme for many of these countries not just from a, uh, talking about it, but actually putting it in action, establishing uh, governmental organizations yeah. that will drive innovation in a country and look at the country's DNA being of innovators, yeah. you know, being of uh, creating new waves and creating new solutions that before we've been a consumer in, uh, 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 you can say consumer market, mm -hmm. you know, most of what we've been taking on board yeah. in this region has been yeah. consumption. Now we are seeing that shift towards how do we become producers of innovate, yeah. innovation, Absolutely. take the ideas and actually take it bigger, as you said, much much more uh, bolder into in being able to experiment. Metaverse is one of the examples. Yeah. You know, yeah. we often confuse what actually metaverse yeah. means. Yeah. I simplify it. You know, in, into you know, if something didn't existed before, then we can't call it metaverse. Yeah. So I know a lot of people talk about blockchain and they connect it yeah. and say blockchain is the metaverse. Yeah. They talk about um, maybe uh, digital twins and all this. You know, but for me, it's simply taking something and going to the next level of a 3D um, virtual experience that you can create online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, so imagine your website becoming going from 2D to 3D. Yeah, exactly. That to me is the metaverse. Now, Absolutely. will blockchain and others play a role in it? Of course, <coughs> it's gaming industry being mainstreamed and that's where this region, by announcing funds, accelerators yeah. for mm -hmm. the metaverse means that they will be at the forefront of shaping how this technology is going to be leveraged and used in our lives. Yeah. You know. yeah. Well, well, I want to conclude with that because it's really exciting and interesting what you said. Um, and I hope you know we see more progress uh, coming out from the region, which I'm hopeful we will. But Mama, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, episode. And uh, we look forward to the results that come out of po possibly the GX Forum and the findings in the reports. But thank you so much. Thank you. Really, Pleasure. really appreciate thank you. it. And that's the end of this episode, folks. Please uh, share it with your friends, peers, organization, and follow uh, GX. Thank you.